I have never been one for introduction, so I really don't know what to say for things like this. So very quickly, I'm just going to say, this is What's Up With Football. I'm your host, Glitter, and no one's listening. But if you are, please share it. There's a lot of things happening in the transfer market at the moment. It's, it's becoming a very crazy transfer deadline day, and it's quite interesting. I hope I'll be able to cover all of that in the next 10 minutes. So uh, first thing I want to talk about today is Jorginho to Arsenal. Now, first of all, for Chelsea selling Jorginho to Arsenal, I mean, his contract expires soon, so I understand that they want to offload him now instead of uh, possibly losing him for free. They are quite thin in that area. At the moment, there's only Kovacic and an injured uh, uh, Golokante. We also have Luftoschik who has not been performing. Uh, we have Conor Gallagher, who is also surprisingly linked to Everton in a, in a deal worth around 45 million. So it's quite interesting to, to see why they would want to let a player like that go. Now, on this side of Arsenal, is he exactly or even remotely close to a, the player profile of Saicedo or Thomas Party? I don't think so. I think he's a, he's a good addition to their midfield as in general. Considering that they might not be able to get Saicedo and then going into the market to get Jorginho, I, I don't understand what Arteta and it are trying to pull off here. Obviously, he's a very good player. He hardly loses the ball. He's, had, he's hardly injured, so he's, he's a great addition to the squad. But for what they need, which is a Thomas Partey replacement, so someone that's going to help Thomas Partey, I, I, don't, I don't see it happening. I don't see it working for them personally. So it's quite interesting to see how they're going to line up this season. It's quite interesting to see who is going to be on the bench. Is Shaka going to suffer for this? Uh, is there going to be more rest now for Odegaard? Is there going to be more control in the Arsenal midfield? There's a lot of things to think about now with this Jorginho move to Arsenal. I'm not sure if it's completed yet, but if it is, uh, it's going to be quite interesting to see to see how Arsenal line up. It's going to be quite interesting as well for Chelsea, especially if they are not able to, to get the deal of Enzo Fernandez over the line. Uh, reports are suggesting that there is even an improved bid of uh, 120 million euros for Enzo Fernandez. So that's quite that's quite interesting. We're waiting for Rui Costa to to give the go-ahead on the transfer and then uh, Enzo Fernandez can move. But if he doesn't, it's going to be a disastrous end to this season for, for uh, Chelsea. Why do I say disastrous? This is because they are quite thin already in the middle. So losing Jorginho is going to be it's going to be hard, in my opinion. Now, now moving to a team that is close to them on the table. This is this is Liverpool. I'm a Liverpool fan, so it's quite sad to see what is happening to Liverpool at the moment. You would think that a team as big as Liverpool, with the way that they are underperforming, will be very aggressive on the market. But that's not the case. They have been completely silent this year. And Jurgen Klopp has come out to say that there will be no signings in January. And it's quite painful as a Liverpool fan to to see this happening. I mean, Fabinho has, has fallen away. Henderson is old now. All of these guys, are they have withered, in my opinion. And it's quite painful to see. The rebuild is going to take a long time before uh, Liverpool are able to get back to their glory days. If they're able to get back to their glory days, I personally don't see them being able to recover this season and get into at least places in, in, in Europe, but 
I'm hoping that uh, Jurgen Klopp can keep his job and maybe with the new owners uh, coming into the club, we can see a revival in that area. Also, we can also speak about uh, Mohamed Salah misfiring this season. And week by week, we see how important Sadio Mane was to to Liverpool. So it's it's painful now to say that without uh, Sadio Mane, Salah is not the same person. It's sad to say the least. Even if we even if we take a look away from Salah and when we go to Cody Gakpo and Darwin Nunes, they haven't done bad. They haven't done bad, to be honest. Let's be fair to them. They haven't done bad, but have they been good enough? Have they have they been able to replace a world class player in Sadio Mane? I personally don't think so. I think it's going to take a few seasons for them to be able to get to the level that Sadio Mane was able to get to. You know, to produce uh, the level of performances that Sadio Mane was getting in his prime at Liverpool. As I remember, he scored 120 goals in about 250 games. So, to get that return, it's going to take some doing. The next thing to talk about at the moment uh, is the signing of Anthony Gordon by Newcastle from Everton. It's it's quite an interesting transfer, to be, to be honest. Everton fans have even come out to say that uh, Anthony Gordon has disrespected them in that he left the club at the time of need. He's one of the boyhood boys, so it's quite painful to see that he is leaving the club now when uh, the club is in need of, of of players, you know, to fight to stay up. Uh, in my opinion, personally, I don't think I don't think that he has disrespected the club in any way. I think he's just looking out for his own personal uh, interest. I mean, why would you want to stay at a club like Everton that are going down the drain when you can go to a club like Newcastle that are high-flying and you have a chance to play in, in Europe. And, uh, I think Newcastle is a club that are going places. They haven't even started to spend money yet, but uh, you can see the performances that they're putting in almost 16 clean sheets this season. They're very hard to beat and then they they give this sort of fluidity to the attackers. You can see what St. Maximan does when he's on the pitch and all of that. So Anthony Gordon is going to be quite interesting signing in my opinion also we need to uh, think about the fact that he's both-footed he's versatile he can play on any part of the front three he can play across the front line so, so that's going to be quite interesting to see how Eddie Howe manages to fit all of these players into his his lineup it's quite interesting to see and we'll, we'll see when the games start going moving on to Leeds moving on to Leeds and Weston McKenney he assigned from Juventus to meet his compatriot in Tyler Adams at the midfield of Leeds and it's quite an interesting signing because they are both from the United States. They had they had a very good World Cup, and they have come to play under the coach of an of an American coach in Jersey Marsh. It's it's quite interesting from from the coach there to go with players that are from his country. This this might backfire. It might backfire in the sense that if he flops, he would be trolled. He would be criticized for going to get players from his country. But then if it, if it goes well, it will be quite an interesting thing. We saw this with uh, Maurizio Sarri and Jorginho, although he was bad for Seth Fabregas at the time when Jorginho came. But if it goes well, I think West McKenney and Tyler Adams can be a very good pairing for, for Leeds as they fight to stay in the top flight of, of English football. Moving back again, I'm going to the Blues of Chelsea's Stafford Bridge. Everyone is quite happy with the signings that they, they have made in this season but no one is thinking about this and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say this now they have signed so many young players it's going to be a disaster to the academy now 
with the amount of young players that they have signed for so much money, it's going to be harder for the young players in the academy to be able to rise through the ranks and go into the first team. And this removes Chelsea's entire structure. It's hard for a player now to be able to break into the team when you've gone out and you've spent millions of euros to get a player that is 20, 21 and 22. Also, it's going to be a headache for Graham Potter to be able to bring up his best 11 because a lot of these players are around the same level, playing in similar positions. So it's going to be quite hard for, for Graham Potter to, to pick a lineup for, for his games. Also, they haven't been able to strengthen the positions I think they need the most, which are the, the striker position and also a good midfielder. I mean, if they are able to sign Enzo Fernandez, that's great, but they're in the market for an out and out striker, and that's quite a shame because that's what they need the most, in my opinion. I mean, Havertz has not done bad, but he has not been able to, to get the goals that uh, a team like Chelsea will need to stay at the top of English football and also uh, compete in Europe. So I guess we'll see what uh, Todd Boyle and Graham Potter are up to. Uh, without much further ado, that's what's up in football today. See you again tomorrow at noon. Same place, same time. Don't touch that dial.